Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Sandspans Radio, Houston. We've had a roast trinity. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys. How Goods Footy. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. is the best. This show has been going for like 80 episodes, maybe. Longer. And we've <laughs> never, ever, ever had a roast trinity until this weekend. Oh, it was delicious. It was the most beautiful moment in football. Fuck. I think this trumps... Like, if you're like, hey, what's a beautiful moment in football? I'm like, this. <laughs> Not no. every... It's better than any every Nothing compares. No, nothing. Round three... 2019 of the AFL season, where Geelong, Essendon, and Brisbane all won. <laughs> Is it fucked that this hadn't happened for a whole year? That like just thinking about like how much footy happens. Yeah, right? a lot. And at no point did any of our three teams win a game at the same time. It's very fucked, boys. But- we do have to cherish this because we know we've been through a whole season where it didn't happen. It could never happen again. It, there's a chance. There it certainly a... won't happen next week. Well, it, it, no, it physically, physically cannot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Man, uh, that's going to be awkward. I won't know who's coming to dinner. <laughs> Set like, the table be anyway. It'll be douche. I'll just I'll sit it out and then I'll hide the scarf of whoever it isn't. Imagine, imagine as a draw, neither of us rock up. Ooh. That's right. More roast for me. That's true. <laughs> that's very presumptuous of me, but no, yeah, it's very that's... in character. It is. But yeah, it it's is. been a huge weekend of football. Just on and off the field. There's been a lot going on, There's guys. There's a lot of football this week. Just a fun little off-field thing before we dive into on-field things. Yep. Sean. Yes, uh, Tom. So recently this year, we learned that you had been blocked by Damien Barrett. And that was How Good's Footy's first taste of dealing with the real football media. As yeah, will. yeah, absolutely. I take your blocking and I raise you a Twitter war with Kane Corns. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do, Tom? It's been a big, it's been a big week. What have uh, you done? What have you just, done? So Ken Corns, he fired up his uh, fucking Microsoft Word or whatever, notes, whatever he's using. 
And he was like, My AC is a notepad. Oh, 100%. He's cracked his knuckles. He's looked at his fucking fireman's pole that he's had installed in his house for practice. And he's written, <laughs> Very dusty, that pole, dude. Very, very dusty. It's almost like it's never been used. That hat and that uh, fucking jacket covered in well, actually, dust. Actually, he recently put an ad uh, in the classifiers that was for sale fireman's shoes never worn. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, he's fired up his writing program of choice and he's typed in. The AFLW lied about the A- the AFLW grand final admissions because there couldn't feasibly be that many people without opening corporate boxes. Why are they lying about stats? What are they trying to hide? Et cetera, et cetera. I'm a big fuckhead. I'm Kane Corn. Now, not only has he decided to come after the AFLW, but he decided to do it in a week where I've seen there's, there's people that I follow on Twitter who are writers and people who cover the women's footy yep. who have had to go off Twitter for the week because they were copying abuse from pindict fuckheads who were like, oh, the crowd size, it's a lie. No, nah, if you made them pay for it, no one would go. You're a dumb fuck. We discussed this on last week's episode where I described uh, a lot of fuckheads having a lot of fuckhead opinions. It, and- was, it was literally that. And so then you have a high-profile uh, fuckhead. fuckhead media man who is influential yes. and has a lot of parent influence who then legitimizes the troll's platform of questioning the crowd numbers by using his own platform to say this article. You know what, boys? I fucking got angry. You had a gut full, Tom. Oh, I'd had too much cancorns. So I just sent him a cheeky tweet back. Do you want me to fire up the t- tweet, Tom? <clears throat> Only if you want to. No, nah, it's probably worth a read. It's possibly my best work. So Tom... I will never write anything as good again. Tom, you tweeted... Dear at Kane Corns, shimmy back up that fireman's poll, big fella. If you want to talk numbers at a grand final, mate, I've got a number for you. And then it's a picture of the scoreboard which says final score, Geelong 24-19, 163, Port Adelaide 6-8-44. Tom, you went there. I went there and I thought this would be funny. Like, he cops it. But there was also strategic because I wanted to see what he actually had to say for himself. And I thought if I just ask him directly, he won't reply. And so I woke up on Sunday morning. Uh, Saturday morning, and our boys, he had a bit of a nibble. <laughs> he had a bit of a bit of a bite. Bit of a bite, Tom, or the whole fucking pie. Well, he shot back, and I was like, great. Oh, I- I've got him here now. He's had a crack about, oh, you're the food, very funny, you know, classic line. You he used said, the uh, line. haven't heard the fireman joke before, classic gag. You come up with that yourself? And now, uh, look, I didn't want to get into that. What I wanted to do was highlight that he could use his platform and retirement in a more meaningful way than by fueling trolls and making dumb things up about the AFLW. How did he respond to that? Perfectly legitimate. So I didn't think he would respond, right? Because mm-hmm. why would you? But he, went that, back, he went back again. A lot of people, he'll fire off one tweet, they'll reply and he'll just leave it. He fired off a tweet to you, you fired back, he fired back, you fired back, he fired back again. This came up in uh, in his column under the banner of losers. Yes. He has his winners and losers. Yes, in his winners, did he write anything about how good's women's footy? I don't think so. No, because no, he doesn't. He, not. he doesn't like women's footy. No, he does not. So he's he's fired off that. I said, you know, don't write this story. Be better next time. And he responded by saying, "Nah, yep, no, sorry." At first, he said it's his job. Yep. And I said that's a really weak as piss defense, mate. Mm. Be better next time. And he wrote back, "Nah, guys, AFL, why they make up crowd sizes." And I was like, so you've just I've just said be better next time. You've said you're not going to be better next time. You're going to be a gutter boy. Yep. And uh, he still hasn't responded. But but I got a, but the best part was he then liked two replies to me being like, 
where, where were you when he was playing f- footy? Were you watching in the stands? And Kane Corns was like, oh, like. Oh, because of course, because you haven't played at a professional level, so you can't have an opinion. Is that? Right? And, and at no point did I question his footballing career. He was a great footballer. It wasn't about that. He's a shithouse journalist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cop that, Keynes. Did you know listening? who agreed with me? Who? His dad. It is, <laughs> it, it is worth noting that his dad said, in response to Kane's tweet, I thought the same, but does it really matter? 43,000 would be equally as impressive as 53,000. Now, Tom, that's what he said. The subtext of that is, Shut I up, don't Kane. fucking love you. I love Chad. Dad. You're a piece of shit. Just, you know, lift, Kane. <laughs> lift. So that was that was like before, like it was like two days into the footy that that yeah. happened. Yeah. It was Saturday morning. We'd only had two games and yeah. my week was flying. <laughs> Should we actually talk about the footy though? Yeah. Thursday night. Jeez, it was so long ago. No, I'm just kidding. It was fucking amazing. At Adelaide Oval. Yep. Adelaide Crows took on Geelong Cats. And Thomas, who won? Well, I mean, the experts were all saying because it was in Adelaide Oval, we lost four in a row there. Adelaide were on the rebound because they just won in Sydney. You know, no one was expecting the Cats. But boys, when you're not expecting the Cats, that's when you get fucking ambushed. We won. Sean, who'd you tip? Mate, you know who I tipped. I tipped Geelong. Good boy. Dusha, who'd you tip? I tipped Geelong. <laughs> yes! <laughs> no, we went over there and um, we smashed them. And what was really good is seeing a different plan, if you will. It's, it's still plan A, but it's a different plan A to last year. So he's capable of more than one plan. I don't know what his plan B will be because we haven't had to use it yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Fuck there's no. been talk about like we, we hit the lead – there was a nice spread of goal kickers. The young kids lifted. But then Adelaide came at us very hard in the third quarter. Yeah. And Chris Scott actually said in his press conference, there was a really good alibi there. We come off a five-day break. We had an injured player. We'd gone really hard early. It's their home ground. They were flying. It's the Adelaide. Like he said, there are so many excuses we could have relied on. And we didn't. We came back and won. Mm-hmm. And that is a team that fucking believes that its window is wide open. Ooh. Wide open? It's very, it's open, mate. We've now beaten uh, two, the two prelim finalists and a grand finalist, the benchmark of the competition, if you will, in Collingwood, and yep. we beat them on their home deck. Mm-hmm. We've then gone to Adelaide, beat Adelaide, who many were touting as being right up there. Yep, they haven't got it going yet. No, they haven't, but we have. Their midfield's playing all right, though, aren't they? Their midfield's great, but they they just couldn't get it. Like there were so many passages of play where they just took the worst possible option. Mm. Not necessarily because they're not doing great, because Geelong were not giving them the options that they wanted. Harry Taylor did a number on text. Eddie Betts kicked nothing. Eddie's not the same player anymore. Yeah, but... but he's still, he's still very dangerous. exciting and, and dangerous he's as still all da- to, to keep him to no goals was great, but the, the really good thing was, you know, boys, I saw... I, I stood a lot at home. Yep. But there was one goal in particular that made me almost go through the roof. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dangers goal in the third quarter. That is why you have the six 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 rule. That was sensational. Mm-hmm. Just that's like if I had to, if you had to package Dangerfield as like a one highlight, be like, what best describes Paddy Dangerfield as a player? That's the highlight you show. Yeah, just bursting Burst. out of the pack, getting just taken off, monster off. kick. Oh, it was awesome. Take that, Adelaide crowd. Cop that. The other two great. Did they boo him? A little bit. Yeah. Like they started every now and again, but it wasn't. It wasn't a lot. Fun fact about Dangerfield when he plays Adelaide, he lays more tackles against Adelaide than any other club. 
So he goes hard <laughs> when he plays his old team. So he should. Yeah, I love it. We yeah. laid seven on the weekend. Yep. He normally averages about four. He averages six against the Crows. Only four. Hmm. Needs to lift, probably. You know why he doesn't tackle, Sean? He's got the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Ablett played a really good last quarter in a different role, set up, kicked. Okay. Oh, man. Still got, still got strength in them legs. Kicked one yeah. from 50. They doubted him. Yeah. Speaking of goals from 50, Jordan Clark, you're 18 years old. You're playing for Geelong. Yeah. You just marked the ball at 55, and you got Hawkins and these other guys, and you turn the back on the goals, and you walk back. Not a single Geelong player batted an eyelid. No one went, oh, yeah, hand pass or like caught. They just stopped leading because they were like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's going to have a shot. ping. Yeah. Fucking nailed it. He slotted, slotted in really well, hasn't he? He's brilliant. Grind Myers kicked three goals. What draft pick was he? Myers or no, Clark. Clark? I think 15 or 16. He was yeah. our first highest pick. Well, here's the thing. Like, we've managed to bring these young players through and regenerate a list, and we've had one draft pick in the top 10 in the last five, six years. And that was Cockatoo. And that was Cockatoo, and yeah. he's not playing. Yeah, and he never will, but yeah. No, he will. Shut up. Yeah. Um, no, I, love my, I just love him. Yeah. Can I have Wait. an update on Asava? Uh, look, he, hasn't, he didn't have a great game, hmm. but he was involved in a couple of scoring chains. He's crashing packs. He's bringing the ball to ground. And he's taking a key defender everywhere he goes. Yep. So he's doing all the right things he needs to do. He's playing the team role. He's playing the team role. But this is my last big, you know, I'm, I'm, I love him. One more thing. You know, when you look at a team and there's like, what's the indicative thing about the team that is different this year? And there was one passage of play that summed it up for me. Um, it's two minutes to go. We're about five goals in front. Or we're, we're, whatever the margin is, we're up by that margin. Yep. We're not going to lose from here. And Brad Crouch gets the ball on his halfback, so in our forward line, and he starts sprinting out. And Reese fucking Stanley could just put the cue in the rack. They've won the game. Chases Brad Crouch down, lays a monster tackle. Game's already over. That, that is what, what Geelong stand for this year. That's what you want to see. Haven't seen enough of that in recent times, no. I think. We're, we're, we're a different side, mate. I fucking, Something has changed. I love it. I, I think said to my brother today, you've got to give um, you know, Scott a lot of credit. Because he switched things up, and he said, "No, no, all the credit goes to Matt Scarlett." <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the back line. They're playing amazing, but but yeah. the the forward line having that that conversation with Ablett, according to Ablett, came from Chris Scott. Mm. You're going to be playing forward. We're not going to be using in the middle as much, and that's a hard conversation to have with a dual Brownlow medalist superstar. Yeah, but also if I feel like if Gary couldn't take that on board at 34 years of age, then he's just not a team player at all. And, and, and clearly he is. He's he done is. well. Good on him. I hope he has oh. a ripper season. And you know, the other thing that was great was um not great, but like Seisman injured himself, thought it was an ACL. Thankfully it's not. Well, fuck me on that. There were like these outlets who were like, yep, confirmed ACL, his year's done. 40 minutes later, like, actually it's not as bad. Could the Crows, a, the, Crows said, the, club doctor. the Crows said, we're going to wait for scans, but obviously... Our worst fear is that he's done his ACL. Yeah. That's what we think. Uh, the update I saw today is four weeks. Four weeks, yeah. Which really is great good. because, yeah, everyone wanted the hot take. Everyone wanted the scoop. Yep. And no, they were all it. saying, yep, it's uh, confirmed season, ACL. Confirmed season over. He, he looked shattered, though. He lo- it looked like it was a knee. Yeah. And then- But fuck me. Media. Settle down. Wait. If they waited 40 stop Kane, minutes- Stop Kane cornsing it, guys. That's right. But if they'd waited 40 minutes, because they're all in this race to get the fucking scoop. If they'd waited 40 minutes, they would have got the quote from the doctor that said, it's actually not as bad as we think. And there you go. You can report that. Fuck me. You know, that's now what four knees, four ACLs at Adelaide Oval or in not. three rounds of footy. Technically not, because he didn't do one. But yeah. But no. It could have been. But yeah, yeah. It's huge. Hellhole too. The other thing I wanted to point out, 
I don't know when this has ever happened. This is a crazy weird stat. First goal of the game by Adelaide, Rory Atkins. So Atkins kicks the first goal for the Crows. Yep. First goal for Geelong, Tom Atkins. Yep. When was the last time the first two goals kicked by any player on the ground were both named Atkins? Great stat. Love it. (laughs) Bruce couldn't stop talking about it for a good three minutes. Was he talking about it from the context of two players named Atkins or just two players with the same name? Two players with the same name. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Bruce loves it. Bruce, he loves it. Just gets around shit like that, doesn't he? Oh, and I'm around my boys. They're, they're, they're good guys, I believe. We're contenders. We're not pretenders. And um, I'll tell you what, it's going to be good. Okay. Just watch. I'm watching. Watch us. Yeah. Speaking of watching and contending and good, Friday night rolled around. Mm. What happened on Friday night, y'all, do you? Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Tom. My boys, they're fucking back. <laughs> they're back. They want to play footy again, Tom. He's tearing up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I just could not handle it. They'd played so shit for two rounds, and I was, I was scared. I'd heard that Melbourne were running through a fucking banner that was very empowering. Essendon had, had no reason to have just lifted. <laughs> but they have. They looked happy to play footy. Fucking three of our players kicked four goals and we won. Melbourne came for us and we were just like, nah, fuck you. They did too. They came at you in that second quarter hard. They took the lead. And I think the scoreline, um, they got a couple of cheapies. They got a, they got a couple of uh, Josh Green super cheapies in the sort of the last five minutes when Essendon had probably taken the foot off the gas. Yeah. Uh, but we kicked the last goal and it was fucking huge and then the boys went ape shit and it was sick. Oh my God. It was huge. Um, right at the end of the first quarter, and this is the moment I... Like, it was enough to keep me going for the rest of the year. McDonald, Tip and Woody was on the boundary line, sold the dummy, oh. went the wrong way, like, made it harder for himself, and then just snapped it and went straight through. There was about 30 seconds left in the first quarter. Everyone got around him. I got around him. I was out. I was out with, like, friends to have a drink. You were at a the pub. F- I don't believe it. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> The conversation that I was having at the table uh, didn't have a TV near it, so I was facing the opposite way to my friends. It was all happening. Fuck, it was so good to see them back. And I actually have a story that I um, I was going to talk about last week, but... Can I... Um, this, this leads into that story. Can yep. I just drop what you what was going on in the, in the How Goods Footy group chat? Yep. <laughs> this is very early in the game, I think. We almost shut down Facebook servers. It was going off so hard. This was at 7.54pm. <laughs> Douche has gone, boys. He's very calm at this point. We cleared a ball from half back to a goal. I almost came my entire balls up. <laughs> Actually, that was. That was our first goal of the game. That says, was when we went McKenna just took yeah. off and yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens from here. And Tom said, mate, just saw the passage of play. That was beautiful. And Dusha <laughs> full caps lock. Again! There goes my second nut. <laughs> we look alive. I might cry. Oh my god. <laughs> Tom yeah. said they've come to play Dusha. Tipper loves Captain Marvel. So, uh, the reason we know Tipper loves Captain Marvel is because not the week that just passed, the week before. So, before Essendon played St. Kilda, I was at my work, was taking an order. I noticed a cinema was, like, finishing near me. Uh, So, I was working in, like, the luxury cinema thing. And just, like, a bloke walked out. 
I sort of noticed him out of the corner of my eye. I was taking an order. Just turned around to say, like, hope you enjoyed the film. See you later. Turned around and was like, hope you enjoyed the film. He nodded his head. And I looked back down to the notepad. And then all of a sudden, my brain just, like, registered what had happened. And my neck almost fucking snapped off. Because I <laughs> did the biggest double take of all time. Because the person that walked out of that cinema was Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody. Ooh. And when I did the huge double take, he made eye contact with me. He didn't give me like a smug smile, but like he gave me a look of like, yes, I am him. Yes, I am him. And I was working with someone else that also is an Essendon supporter and she was working in the bar. So I like walked, took, finished their order, walked through the kitchen into the bar and was like, hey, you follow footy? Yeah. She's like, she was like, yeah, Tipper just fucking came in. And I was like, (laughs) yeah. And she was like, at first I wasn't sure if it was him. And then like we made eye contact and I was like, I reckon we've charged him up. (laughs) But I was wrong because it's St. Kilda, the St. Kilda game, he wasn't there. But turns out it just took a little bit longer to get fired up. Fuck. He had two candies. He opened a candy shop at the MCG. <laughs> he sold that one and then he did another one where he's just streaming into the 50 and McDonald runs at him and he goes, oh yeah, I'm going to kick the ball. And then it is the like it is the most arrogant, and I say this full of positivity, the most arrogant Candy's like selling a dummy I've ever seen. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll kick it. You can smile on this. Nah, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Nails the goal. And McDonald's just like, man, you're going to take me to the candy shop, all right. Douche, I'm scared that your supercharged eye lock with Tipper has just got him peaking for Brisbane next week. Yeah, I'm I very scared. I reckon we're a bit hungry. Uh, I found the commentary for that. Goldie was talking about Tom. Uh, yep. This is just written commentary, but I'll read it. It says, McDonald Tip and Woody gathers the ball. He runs into 50. He balks at his opponent and kicks a thrilling goal. Oh, it, was, <laughs> it was thrilling. <laughs> he kicked four. Stringer kicked four. Yep. And McKernan kicked four. Oh. Is McKernan injured now? He did his hamstring. He's out for six weeks. Oh, mm. that's rough because he, he's coming good. Mm. I like him a lot. In an interview, Stringer said, and this is interesting because we've heard bad things about preseason, but Stringer was like, I've had my best preseason in like three years. Jesus. So if Essendon start like getting things together, he'll kick fifty goals. It's they look they looked that's the Essendon I think everyone wanted. That's Parrish the, played well, McGrath played yeah. well, Heppel played well. That's the top four Essendon. Yep. And also that goal that Tipper did the, that you're talking about where he took on McDonald, uh, that was also the goal to put us back in front. <laughs> also, <laughs> when you ass. think about think about all your best players. They're all the ones who've been under the most pressure. Yeah. Lift. Yeah, it's not like there's been like, you know, your guns are still firing, but the rest aren't playing. Yeah. No one. No one's been firing, but it's the guns. It's the leadership group, really, who've been under the pump, and they all fucking brought it. Do you know what happened was that they all saw Captain Marvel at various points over the last couple of weeks because Tipper came to them and said, guys, you need to see this movie because I believe a little bit, but I need everyone else to believe yeah. too. Zaharakis had 31 touches and kicked a goal. Heppel, 27 touches. And Heppel did a lot of stuff off the ball that was I love really that good. It was a lot of it was the shepherding. It was the the uh, marshalling players. It was just the, he, the he was quite centers type stuff. You could really feel good. it when he was interviewed at the end, like Lingy was talking to him and he was like, yeah, you know, you wear a lot of that. And you could, there was a bit of emotion in his voice. It was oh, good. Definitely. It's good um, to see. Yeah. <laughs> Smith's back to his fucking cheeky best. Nine tackles. Yeah, but it's the two goals. And one of those goals, I think, summed up the night more in that Essendon wanted it and Melbourne didn't. He gets the ball. There are two Melbourne guys near him and he just runs past them both. Um, Also something that's worth pointing out. Yes, this was a competition between the bottom two teams in the league, but it didn't feel like it. No. It was high scoring. It was fast. 
It would have been the most high-scoring game of the year, probably. What What's interesting was that so far. Melbourne, because Melbourne had that amazing second quarter. Yeah, they just fell off a fucking cliff. Well, do you reckon they went in half time and went, "Yeah, we got this. We're fucking the best." I absolutely think they did. Bit of swagger. I reckon Melbourne. Bit of arrogance. Melbourne have got the uh, the old Tom Bug back when they Ooh. think they're uh, they're all that. Both teams kicked relatively ishly straight. Well, Melbourne absolutely did. They kicked eighteen goals four. Jesus. Essen kicked 20 goals, 10. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, the reason I said they kicked accurately is so Essendon under pump in the th- under the pump in the third quarter. Melbourne kicked uh two goals, two in that quarter. Essendon kicked eight uh, seven goals straight. Fucking hell. Melbourne. Do you know what, Sean? I'm just gonna get my basket, because that's where I keep my basket cases. Oh my god. Has it gotten that bad? They well, I just look, no, but they there's something they don't seem to believe or they believe too much and all this thing oh they had a lot of issues like injuries pre-season I've never seen teams like a mate of mine came in and said that's no excuse you look at Geelong in the years that they won grand finals they won like the next year they would win like eight games in a row yeah even in years where they didn't like at the start of 2011 I think we won 10 and we got knocked out in the prelim yep. in, a, in a pretty humiliating fashion and there was a lot of yeah. you know issues I just think I think. Are you referring to the fact that they perhaps have started their pre-season training like yeah. four weeks later than some other clubs or whatever? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, that's the price you pay for making finals, I guess. Isn't it? It? Good teams bounce back. I just they've had injuries, but I think I think Max Gorn's been fanned out a little bit. He's not as dominant as he was. Doesn't look as hungry. I think the issue is though is that, again their midfield's firing. Jack Viney had a huge game. Brayshaw had a huge yep. game. Um, Clayton Oliver had a huge game. The issue is. Their forward line, I think the absence of Hogan is a bigger thing than maybe people yes. realised. I think they did that little thing where... Because um, he didn't play with them for finals. And they only had to play, what, two or three games without him. Where they got a good game. Or they got a, an all right final series out of what's his name? Was it Weedman? Yep. And they thought, yeah, I think we'll be all right if we can move on Hogan and we get a good deal for it. Admittedly, they did get Stephen May, who they'll be hoping pans out. Oh, he'll be fine yeah, when, so. when he's Long fit. Term, yeah. yeah. Um, just one thing that I want to talk about and something that also made me super, super happy about this game. And it's a very positive thing. So Merritt, Zach Merritt, oh. looked fucked after the first two weeks. It looked like he had like concussions and stuff like that last we season. We this last week. Yeah. He just, yeah. But this week, seven tackles, had heaps of the ball. Did you see his tackle oh, on Viney? Yes. <laughs> Put him to bed. <laughs> Said, get over. He did like an old scorpion. Get over here. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Fatality, Jack Viney. And then Viney tried to rough him up. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, mate. Yeah. Merritt, Merritt, and Merritt just held on to him. Like, Viney's trying to, like, fight him. Merritt's like, get fucked. Yeah. I'm a quarter of your size and I'm a twice the footballer. Oh, fuck. Next week is going to be rough. I'm I'm not going to come in on Monday. I don't think I can. I, well, fuck, there's a chance neither of us do too because we're either both dead or in jail. I just feel that I don't want my mum and dad to fight. Brisbane. For, for anyone who hasn't realized, Essendon and Brisbane are versing each other at the MCG this Saturday, and it's going to be fucked. Brisbane haven't been four and zip since 2010. That was when Michael Voss was coach. That was the that was the season they recruited for Vola, and he started and they really won, well. They won their first four, and everyone was like, "Fucking look out!" And then they probably lost their next hundred games. <laughs> well, Fev fell apart. 
Fev fell apart. Everyone fell apart. Did Fev go over the fence for uh, Carlton or for Brisbane when he crashed into the fence and it like <laughs> sitting upside down? <laughs> Probably Carlton. Probably Carlton. Yeah. Probably also Brisbane. Are you ready to move on to the next game, Dusha? I don't know. I don't know if I can ever move on from what I saw. I I would just like to point out that I almost cried in a pub. We have a photo of you yeah. with tears in your Send eyes. Send us the photo. It was pretty beautiful. It was big. It was very big, mate. And like Fantasia like kicked a goal after the siren and like he didn't need to nail it. And it was a pretty hard kick, but he he straight through the middle, celebrated like an absolute madman. Everyone, the boys just looked happy. There was good footy energy on the field that day. You believe again? I believe. You never stopped believing that, did you? No, I didn't. I was just worried. I was just scared. I was scared about what had possibly gone on behind the scenes. Because my boys on the field, great. But the coaching staff and everyone associated with Essendon stressed me the fuck out. <laughs> well, I don't know why. It's not like you've had any bad run of any of that. <sighs> so, Dusha, we roll into Saturday and it is a very stressful day because we are looking down the barrel. And look, I'm, re- I'm going to be honest here. Out of the three of us going into this, you were the shakiest. Yeah. And the Bombers were the shakiest. Let's be honest. That well, was absolutely. I mean, like, look, look. Coming up as Melbourne, you know. Fuck. Going into round three, Essendon was second last on the ladder, and you boys were one and two. I did not anticipate a roast trinity from Oof. this round. It I wanted to believe. I tipped for it, but I didn't think it would It would be. I we, and we, and we had to get through it. like three rounds of footy before we even knew. Hmm. So the first game on Saturday... Carlton took on Sydney. Sydney won. Yep. Uh, Carlton came for them a bit in the first Carlton actually looked pretty good. There were stages in that last quarter where Carlton had a chance to get back in. Sydney were fading a bit and then they steadied and got the job done, as Um, to to be expected. Do you know what was amazing, though? Heaney. Heaney played. Oh, where did he play? Middle. On the middle. Kicked four goals. He's a fucking gun. Apparently, he had, had... Apparently he had had that's right yeah, yeah. An, an ankle issue going into the season that's why plant resting him forward doesn't matter he just shakes it off well it, it did because he's he looked, a champ he looked amazing yeah and that's the Heaney I think that we want and love uh, the other highlight of this game boys and I don't know if you saw this uh, was when Tom Papley <laughs> yeah. tackled Cripps and ended up Grody just stood up <laughs> with Tom Papley hanging off him. Like a little human backpack. <laughs> Have you seen it? Dusha? Yeah, I've seen yeah. the picture. Got the handball away, and then because he's a good bloke, just gently lowered back, like kind of like bucked him off. But no, no, no he got rid of the ball. I'm not gonna. I, I could kill this little little boy. Yeah, because Cripps is a big fella. Mm. Just lent down. I can't wait for them to team up in like a video game type thing where you play as both characters <laughs> like Banjo Kazooie style. <laughs> Cripps and Papley. Oh, <laughs> it was good. Carlton. Oh. It's so it's so strange that they can't crack that hundred point barrier because there's so many times when I watch Carlton where they like they come out and kick five goals in the first quarter and they look really excited. I think they just tire. They do, yeah. They just don't have the class as well to sort of pull it off. And they'll get there. Yeah. I mean Ed Kerner had a day out without his you know, the the younger brother kicked what, four or five? Yeah, he oh, pretended yeah. his name was Charlie and just yeah. started kicking goals. It was awesome. Had his hair a little bit similar to Charlie's. <laughs> it was great. Um Mitch McGovern kicked that ridiculous goal just over his head. Yep. And uh, the other big story out of this was uh, McVeigh did his groin or his hip, but he's out for about two months. Oh, I saw four weeks originally. Has it, has it gone up? Has I think it? it's two to four weeks. And Hay- oh, well, Haywood's out for four, I think. Oh, maybe maybe McVeigh's four because Haywood broke his jaw. Jesus. Yeah, that yeah, didn't look good. For long. I and think he's four. And purely accidental, just head-butted yep. the that's wrong bloke. Y- oh. 
I mean, they're both. That's crucial, both of them. Mm. Haywood's more like people will think, oh, McVeigh, because he's but sort nah. of backline general. But Haywood's fucking very important. He's good. Too. He's he's a young kid who's good for one to two goals a game. Yeah, and that's hard to replace. He's got that buzz and energy. It's all right. There's another kid there. He's good for five goals a game. That's Ben Ronk. Just get him in. <laughs> Bring him back in. Yep. Actually, there's another guy out there really good at kicking goals. Dan Menzel not getting on the park because he can't run. <laughs> but if he can, oh, but he won't. But yeah, if he but can, he but if he can, but he won't. But he won't. But maybe he will. But he can't. <laughs> but he'll go to training for an extra 15 minutes this week and kick 10. I'll just tell you one thing. If Menzel gets back in, I hope to God that's not at Adelaide Oval. <laughs> oh, no. If it is, just rest him that week, horse. Yeah. Don't let him play there. Yeah. Because it's hungry. Yeah. Because it didn't quite get Paul Seaton. But then, but then, oh. But then you, would you play him the week after? Because what if all those players who have played there bring back a bit of the turf on their boots? Oh, no. And they sprinkle it on the SCG training. Well, track. then I think Dan Menzel's playing in a bubble. He's the first bubble, bubble boy. boy. Football. <laughs> um, next game. Next game. Richmond. Yeah. A lot of people thought they were going to be top of the ladder pretty much all season. Fair enough. They pl- they you know played well last year at home. Yeah. It's weird because for teams to you know make the finals and win the grand final or even be top of the ladder, they need to win games. Something that Richmond this season have not been good at. In fact, this week GWS beat them by forty nine points, and Richmond looked like a bunch. Of fuckwits. <laughs> I don't know how math works, but I'm pretty sure that Jeremy Cameron and Finn Layson outscored Richmond as a total. Richmond let two guys kick 13-1 on them. Yep. 13-1. As in Cameron kicked 7-1. No, he kicked 7-5. Cameron's kicked seven goals, five. And had 30 touches. So, do you know the last player to do and that? played probably the whole second quarter with a dead arm. <laughs> he was running around with his arm down here like he'd been punched in the arm. Yeah. It was, it was insane. It made me it made me appreciate him a little bit, and I was almost thinking, I could forgive you for how you murdered Harris Andrews. Uh, That's why I said I could almost, but yeah. not quite. It was good to watch, though. Yeah. Um, do you know the last player to do that, though, have over 30 touches and kick seven? Who? Steve Johnson against Melbourne in 2011 when we really? ruined Dean Bailey's career. Oh, Oof. shit. Phil Davis was like, oh, who else has ever done it? And the AFL were like, you should ask your ex-teammate, Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he was, he was, they were all over them. Uh, Lockie Whitfield had like 43 touches off halfback and on the wing. God. Mm-hmm. Kelly came back and probably had 25, but they all hit a target. Yeah. Canelio kept playing well. Like, they just, Shane Mumford put a few people on the ground. Got, got pinged for a dangerous tackle on Prestia because Prestia is the size of a, it's like a guinea pig. <laughs> and Mumford is the size of a mountain. Yes. yes. And just, just tackled him and then just landed on top of him. And you could actually see <laughs> Preston's face just go, oh, really <laughs> fucking hurt. I think if Mumford can get it together and play all year, he is the most important player in that team. 100%. Because when he used to play for them, he was the most important player in the team. Yep. When he played, they were just so much better. Imagine you have a guy who's giving Josh Kelly, Cornelio, Whitfield, and Callan Ward first use of the football. Yep. They get first use of it. And I think with the 666, if you have a good ruckman, it's more important than ever now. Absolutely. Well, he laid six tackles and had 31 hitouts. He's a gun. Richmond, though, one of their guns. Didn't fucking show up. Whoops. Also got done for two weeks. Dusty's been off all year. Something uh, is bothering him. I think he's injured. Because something has gotten under his skin. Because he's usually very well. He's almost like Dusty's almost been trained. He's on like a leash, basically. He's very cool and calm and collected on the footy field. It's like he doesn't pay attention to anything that's going on, just tries to play the best game of footy he can. Recently, that is not the case. And in this game, he gave someone on the ground the finger and then gestured doing a line of coke. And I don't know who on the ground has ever been in trouble for mountains. (laughs) 
<laughs> for for mountains of drugs. Tony Scarface. Tony, Tony Scarface. Scarface. <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck it. Tony yeah. Scarface. Yeah. Wasn't at the ground. Yeah. But someone maybe similar to Tony Scarface was. <laughs> yeah. And maybe Dusty had a few words for him. But uh, he's now been rubbed out for two weeks for also elbowing someone on the head, in the head, <laughs> 80 metres off the ball. That was a bad one. That was a really bad one. Cop the two. And he normally doesn't get sucked into that. And Hardwick had a big whinge, but good players he, lift. He occasionally has. I remember Nick Robertson getting under his skin, but that's that's really, that's probably the only one I can remember, actually. He, he cops it probably every week. Yeah. And normally he, he's all right, but that'd be uh, so Matty scary. Got under his skin. That'd be so scary being in charge, like being like, all right. Today you've got to try and get onto Dustin Martin's skin because, he's because just if a... you succeed, yeah, what's he gonna do? You might die. Elbow you in the head for a start. <laughs> DeBoer, he didn't even elbow DeBoer. He no, elbowed it's another just a random guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, can I tell a story about this game, Nadusha? Yes. So I was watching this game at the pub. Yeah, uh, well, I was you with... at the pub. I know with you. <laughs> um, we... Oh yeah, fuck! I was there. Oh yeah, we had we had just uh, performed. In Sans Pants Radio's uh, comedy festival show, big deal. And afterwards, we came down and watching the footy, and I'd gone to the bar, and this part wasn't the most random thing that's ever happened in my life. Uh, the Giants Richmond game's on. As I'm turning from the bar, this orange person just appears, all in their Giants gear, like bright, okay. high vis orange. Never seen one in, in real life? Never seen a Giants supporter in real life, one. It's a bit eerie. Orange appears. And reaches out to shake my hand. Yeah. Doesn't introduce themselves. Never says their name. Never says any. I, I don't really get a look at them because the high vis is quite bright. So I don't really see their face. Yep. Shakes my hand and says, well done on all the standing, Tom. <laughs> shakes my hand, yeah. says, how good's footy? <laughs> Breaks the handshake and vanishes into the crowd. <laughs> I turn my hand over <laughs> and this person has palmed me. A Mitch Brown Essendon <laughs> Footy Club badge. What I want to know is why you. This is why the story's so insane. Dusha is in the same venue. Dusha in the same venue. He's like ten meters away. Could have done it to him as well. Why a giant supporter who didn't introduce themselves shook my hand and palmed me a Mitch Brown badge, and then evaporated. So I've just got this badge at home. Now we later found out who this amazing. Boy was. It yes. Was James. His name's James. You're a big hero, James. That incredible. Made took, my fucking day. Took guts to do that. <laughs> <laughs> the cult of how good's footy is spreading. <laughs> oh. Mitch Bloody Brown be with you all. So it was good. It was good. I was so I was fired up rolling into uh the next game. Brisbane took on Port Adelaide at the Gabba. Now, Sean. Tom. There was a lot riding on this. The pressure was intense, wasn't it? Yeah. It was uh, two play three. It was the Rose Trinity on the and line. And the Rose Trinity was on the line, man. It's bigger than a grand final. It's, uh, yeah. To be honest, yes, it was. Grand was finals happen nervous. every year. A Rose Trinity had not. <laughs> That's very true. So, uh, how did it play out, Sean? Boys. We didn't play very well. <laughs> we just didn't really bring it. It was a weird game. Chris Fagan said at the end of it, in his time at the clubs, this is his third year, it's the first time he can recall where we haven't really played very well, but we got the win. And he goes, so I guess that's what you call progress. 
<laughs> Which is fair Fucking enough. Fucking hell. No, because it's... Do you know what I love? I love you win and then just some trash talk at the Port Adelaide Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> no, because to be honest, Porter, you know, Porter probably similar list profile to us. Yeah. The regener- there's a lot of youth in there now and they've still got quite a few experienced players as well. So it could have been really anyone's game. And uh, Brisbane, they're just so exciting. I just I love them so much. So Who uh, do you love the most? <laughs> I tell you, I've... Because I wonder who you think I love the most. Because I think it's it's changed recently. But you, who do you think I love the most? So I know you love McCluggage. Oh, yes. And I know you love Harris Andrews. Yeah. And I know you love Eric Hipwood. Yeah. And I know you love the rest of the 20 players throughout the day. <laughs> you know what your, favorite, your new favourite player is? Who's my new favourite player? I think your new favourite player is either the Big O or Lockie Neal. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the Big O. <laughs> I know you so well, Sean Carney. The Big O will be giving Big O's to everyone in Australia. <laughs> oh. He's so fucking good for 10 minutes of every game. And that's, but that's all he needs to do. Wait until next year when it's 20 minutes of every game, Tom. He's what? He's 20 what? He's, he came like he... he, we, like he last year was his first year, but he wasn't an 18-year-old. I think we pulled him up. He's probably 22 or 23, I think. He might be 22. Big guys take a long time to develop. Take a long time, and he's already fucking exciting as all hell. He took a big one. He took a big so he mark kicked, he kicked and gave us the lead. One goal. Yeah, uh, but it, but it put him that, in front. That goal was thirty minutes into the final quarter when you were down by two points. <laughs> that quarter somehow. I don't know, did anyone get stretched off? I don't think so. We have a thirty-seven minutes. Thirty-seven minutes at last quarter. <laughs> I was looking at the end. He's like, yeah. I looked at the clock and I was like. Oh, Jesus, 37 minutes. I haven't done one of them for a while. Can you imagine how stressful that would have been for the crowd? Because Brisbane kicked four goals probably in the last five minutes. You've uh, done that a lot. Oh, mate. We are finishing strong. Very, very strong. So, we we look, we haven't started well in the first two games. And all of last year, basically, Brisbane haven't been a good first quarter team for a very long time. Um, we kicked the first four goals. We were flying. Yeah, but no, who kicked the first four goals, Sean? Didn't oh, Hipwood kick four in the first quarter? He three in the first quarter. And then oh. two in the second quarter. He had five at halftime. His career best is six, and he had five at halftime. And, crucially, he's taken contested marks. And that's not his thing. Every fuckhead commentator is correct when they say it, but they say, Merrick Hipwood is not a contested marker. No, he gets well, out on the lead. And it, it's true. It'd be like it'd be like you're saying that Buddy Franklin is a great... Buddy Franklin isn't a contested mark player. No. And that's he's the closest one that you could sort of say Hipwood... He's in that sort of mould, I think. He's in yep. the Buddy Franklin mould. Fuck, he's going to tear some games apart. He's just going to have bursts where he just murders you because he's just this freak athlete. And he's he's he's, to- he's 204 centimetres, but he's wiry and quick. And it's he's got oh. a real weird body, Sean. So does Big O. They're all weird. <laughs> Daniel McStay's crashing packs. Somehow Brisbane have become one of the most potent, Weird forward lines in the <laughs> AFL. You've got Big O, you've got Hipwood, you've got Mixed Day, then you've got Charlie Cameron, Link McCarthy, Cam Rayner. It's fucked. Zorko floats in. Lockie Neal's so, kicking goals. Link McCarthy took mark of the round. Yep. An Huge absolute mark. screamer. He got so high, and yet it was a chess mark, so it wasn't really... It's not going to be mark of the year, but it was a ripper. <laughs> but he's, wa- he's, he's warming up for that, Sean. just so shocked. His hands went to his head. He couldn't fucking <laughs> believe it. He couldn't believe it. The best part of that whole thing, though, was so he's standing there with his hands on his head with like a look of pure ecstasy on his face. Like, whoa! Yeah. Link, deadpan, yeah. just gives him a tap on the tummy as he goes past, like, settle down, fella, I do this every week. 
Robbo then got so inspired by like just the greatest showman, Link McCarthy, that in the last <laughs> quarter, when he got a slight nudge to the head, he fucking flew. <laughs> Did you see him? It was, it, it was, it was a- like an Uzi gunned him down the street. <laughs> It was a free oh, kick, but oh, he put. No, if you actually put, watched the, if you watch the replay, he did get hit in the head? He put a lot of sauce on. He that. put mustard. He, he gets <laughs> he gets hit in the head a lot and just keeps going. But he was like, yeah. "Oh no, I want a fucking free kick." No, he gets. <laughs> Robbo goes so hard that the umpires are kind of like, oh, "I don't even know if he got hit. I think it's just Robbo being Robbo." <laughs> he literally, I saw him win at least three free kicks because he goes to the ground and just he's murdered. He's, and they go, "Oh." Yeah, it must have been. They blow the whistle. Yeah, Robbo, take your kick. And he's like, oh, and he springs back up. <laughs> Fuck, I love it. He loves it. Um, Brisbane, second quarter. Uh, Port Port came Port, at you. Port won, like, smashes in the clearances in the middle. And they, Robbie Graham Westoff. To be honest, Port could have won the game, probably should have nearly won the game. Um, they had a couple of injuries. Of Port supporters are uh, blaming some questionable umpiring. It wasn't the umpiring. What I say to those Port supporters is, get fucked. <laughs> because... People are having to go at Lockie Neal for dropping the knees. He fell over and then got tackled high, yep. which maybe he shouldn't because he was falling down already. But then what they don't understand is that then the second guy comes in and knees him in the head anyway. Yeah. So whichever way you look at it, get fucked. Also, Paul kicked two goals in the last quarter. From throws. From absolute blatant just throws. Yep. The umpire didn't pick up. You kick two goals from it. Everything evens out in footy. And Port also had umpire the chances. Umpire Port, Port had, had the chances. chances. Second quarter. Yep. Robbie Gray missed two or three ones that he would kick every fucking day. See, West off missed a few. That's what happens. Sean. Yes. Port Adelaide fans are saying umpires cost them a game. Yep. I'm saying that letting Brisbane concede five goals in the last 10 minutes of the game cost them the game. It didn't help their cause that Tommy Rockcliffe went down in the third quarter. Do you know what I loved about that, Sean? So he yeah. got knocked out. And two Brisbane players, Hipwood, and I don't know who the other one was. It might be Cameron, or it was. It, it would. It might. Cameron was there on. Like Cameron was the first guy. I think he's the one whose hip probably hit him, got in the concussion. But I think it was Hipwood, and it was another guy who would have been there when Rockcliffe was still playing. Yeah, I got down, made sure he was okay, and I was like, just like last week, how good's footy? That's how good footy is. It's, Tommy, it's the things outside yeah. of footy. That's fucking great. Tommy Rockcliffe's pretty well loved <laughs> by the Brisbane boys. And um, and even like the crowd were booing him and stuff during the game, getting into it, the theatre of it all. But when he was being sort of helped from the ground with a concussion, he got like applause from everybody. So it's good to say. He, they get around it. I love it. You, you you can forgive him. He's not a TC, I don't think. He gave everything he could for that club, and it just wasn't right for him. No, and um, he was uh, an absolute. He was the the captain during probably the worst time in the club's history, and he was an absolute target by certain flog journalists who relentlessly went after him. We don't need to talk about them. But they went after him, they went after Leper, and both of them ended up leaving the club. I don't really blame Tom. He's a good boy. I hope he has a good season. Port Adelaide? There's, some, there's some good young kids at Port, though. Yeah. Um, oh, Rosie. Connor Rosie. Jeez. What, he kicked four or five? Or? He kicked six. Jesus. No, he kicked five. I think he kicked kicked five. five. Hip would kick six. Yep. He could have had nine, though, Rosie. That's, he's he, he's he inherited is... that number 20 from Wingard pretty, uh, pretty well. Mate, he is so exciting for Port fans. Get pumped. He was, he's the rising star nomination, surely, for this round. You think so, yeah. Well, he's going to have a crack at Sam Walsh, then it'll be those two duking it out, I think. I think there's a few more in that conversation, actually. The, Sam Walsh, sure, but I think there's a few. Yeah. Like, you know, not too much. Charlie Constable's up there. Zach yeah, Butters, also win, from Port, yeah. is right up there. Oh, he needs to uh, calm down. He's a, bit, a little bit too uh, jumped off the ground, eyes on a player, and hit them. Lucky to get a fine. Should have got a week. Didn't like it. Did not like it. One more thing on Brisbane. Heaps of players didn't have huge games. Yep. Last year, they would have lost that game. They you lost know, a lot of close ones. This year, they find a way to win. It's the same with the North Things game. Things are looking good. I'm excited. You would have lost the North game and the West Coast game. Yeah, this year, absolutely. Different. Didn't play well, but still managed to get the wins. So. I am 
so so interested to see what happens when Essendon meets Brisbane next week. Mm-hmm. It being at the MCG doesn't particularly <clears throat> it helps help anyone. Yeah, it helps Essendon, I guess, a bit because we don't have to. We only need to go up the road rather than interstate. We'd rather. I would rather, as a fan, it be at Marvel. Really, MCG is wider, and Brisbane just we play there maybe once a year. So a lot of those guys haven't what's, even played there. What's the, the dimensions, dimensions like? No, not smaller than like the MCG's. Outside of Optus Stadium, probably the widest ground. It is. It so, just adds that extra uh, It is 175 you know? yeah. across. So it's just, it's, I don't know, it's a little bit of a different thing probably for them to play. We don't have a great record there, but that's because we've been a bad team for 10 to 15 years. It's weird that they've put this game to the MCG. Yeah, normally we play you at Marvel. There'd be a reason it'd for be, it. It'd be a scheduling reason. You probably get a, a certain number. I think... Essendon and have become like a one of the so there's the four tenant clubs of MCG and then there's yeah. three no but like Essendon are a tenant club tenant. of Marvel yes so there's three that are tenant clubs of Marvel and the MCG so the four uh, main okay. ones are your Hawthorne, Richmond, Collingwood, Melbourne and then Essendon and Carlton yeah and then fascinating it's going to be interesting to see which Essendon shows up yeah if it's the first and third quarter bombers Brisbane could be down by fucking seven goals a quarter time. <laughs> no no and well, then guys, come back guys, and win. guys, but, guys. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna make a big call. Yep. Shoot out at the G. Jesus. Very two very attacking teams. Both yeah. teams are gonna score over 110 points. Brisbane are the only team to score over 100 points every game this year. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Yeah, there's a there's a, a stat from this round that is more cooked than that in terms of scoring. And we'll get we'll to get that to though. It. Yeah, we'll get to that one. That's one of my next favorites. game, Jisha. So yeah, I just I just want to focus on the. We'll get to it in the tipping, I guess. Never mind. Next game. I was at this game. This is the MCG, as I previously stated. Grand final rematch. Boys. Um, this time, though, was full strength Collingwood. They're the next fucking big thing. Sure, they lost last year, but fuck, they weren't going to make that same mistake again against West Coast. West Coast don't travel that well. The MCG, they're still not like great at it. West Coast have been a bit iffy at points. Lost Co- to Brisbane. Collingwood will have smashed them in the first quarter, so you'd think would go on to uh, win the game. And what was the final score, Dusha? Oh, okay, so Collingwood, 76, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, defeated West Coast Eagles, 98. Oh, wait, oh, hang, hang on. on. That West Coast score is way higher than Collingwood's. <laughs> oh, that's because West Coast won again, and every Collingwood supporter at that game is a big fucking dickhead. <laughs> the crowd sucked so much. Oh, my God. Booing Sheed every time he got the ball, which was very funny. But also annoying. Shut up. Because he got the ball a lot. Yeah. Oh, so much. <laughs> Do you know what I loved is there was an identical play where Liam Ryan took a huge mark. Yep. Got a fifty, which was there. Uh, ran a fifty with no one on him. No one manned the mark yeah, for the fifty. No, it was good. Ran a fifty. Little chip pass to Sheed in the pocket. No one was on him, and he gulled. Yep. And he that kind of was the sealer. There was a, a every, oh fuck. I forget which decision was controversial. Well, no, I, I, was I, using, I know, I know the one that was controversial. I, I mean, at the grand final. Oh, none of them. They were all fine. No, there was one towards the end with people because the commentator was like, "Was that deliberate?" No, nah, it, it was. It's it's the one where people think that Maynard Maynard was held off the ball by Willie Rioli, and he wasn't because mm-hmm. both Rioli and Maynard misread the kick. Yep. So multiple times in the game, there was calling with supporters. That screamed, where was that in the grand final, umpire? <laughs> Shut up. And uh, when when they won, um, Col- oh, no, they didn't. So no. where was that in the grand final? And also this game, Collingwood. Yeah, so uh, Collingwood. Benchmark of the competition. You beat Richmond and everyone can do that. So uh, Collingwood, 
just a quick message from Howgood's Footy. You fucking lost the grand final <laughs> and you fucking lost this game too. Shut up. Um, Eddie Maguire can fucking shut up as well. Oh my God, I hate him. I hate all of... I always... I'm like, why do I hate Collingwood so much? Then I go to a fucking Collingwood game and I'm like, ah. Oh. Everyone's fucking giving the finger to umpires. Like heaps of people. Just so many to people. To be fair, there was a terrible umpiring decision. The customer goal... But what did they lose by, Dusha? 22 points. Okay, so it wasn't that goal, and they came back. That goal was in like the second quarter. Yeah. It was the one where um, it was the below the knees rule, which that, that interpretation, in my opinion, <sighs> is wrong. Needs a tweak. Needs a it, tweak. It should be the Lindsay Thomas thing, where it's the he, you slide in and a you take someone's legs a, out. A dangerous slide. If you are first to the ball and you pick the ball up, and as you do, a player trips over you, that's not... Contact below the knees. And they're paying it nearly every time. Yeah, it's terrible. player who goes in first to get the ball and then someone clumsily trips over that player. And, and they're not sliding. So what happened was Phillips goes in, picks the ball up. Uh, I think Cripps trips over him. He, get, he flicks a handball out to Stevenson. Stevenson takes off. The umpire blows whistle and is like free kick. Yeah, It's very loud. There are a lot of people cheering and screaming. The natural assumption was Phillips was like, yeah, you're right. Cripps landed on my fucking head. It's a high free kick. Calls for the ball. Stevenson handballs it to him. Umpire goes, no, it's West Coast. That's a 50-meter penalty. Yeah. I think the 50 is way too harsh. I've seen 50s not paid for more, mm-hmm. where players argue and might give the ball back. I've seen, yeah, I've seen less 50s paid. I've seen 50s paid, you know, oh, oh fuck, it's not you. All right, I'll give it back. That should have been a 50, and I don't think it should have been a free kick. However, you move on. Yeah. Pendlebury went down and argued with the umpire for a good minute. Do that, absolutely, in the moment. But then move on. And it felt like Collingwood just couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it killed their momentum because they had another surge and they had another surge and they were with them for a lot. It wasn't like it was the last play of the game. Mm. But I think that rule needs to be addressed. Uh, Dangerfield did not mince words on Twitter. He never that. does. No. Just came out and was like, this is a disgrace. <laughs> I um, think the AFL have to. And I think that's the issue that's frustrating players is that the umpiring is really weird and I think because the rules there's so many weird rules now that the umpiring is really fucking hard yeah no it is it's open to interpretation you've got to make a split second decision about something that you have to see out of the corner of your eye I think the below the knees rule should be like the dangerous tackle rule if if it's dangerous if it's a slide absolutely but if you're first to the ball and someone trips over you nah play on play on put the whistle away or free kick for high just just put the whistle away for everything razor put the whistle get it off the finger Leave it in the pocket. Yep. <laughs> then they have to make an effort to get it. So it's only for, for the stuff that's there. Yeah. And you go, fuck it, I have to get this whistle out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that it. guy's just punched someone. Yeah. How did um Gary Ablett play? Gary Ablett Senior. Jordan Ngoi. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I, do you know he what? Kicked the, first, he kicked the first two goals of the game. Yep. Then did nothing. Do you know what else did nothing? Uh, old mate Dane Beams. 26 touches, kicked the last goal of the game after fumbling to himself. And, oh, what did that goal mean? Nothing. Just checking out his uh, efficiency, just the usual 65%. Yeah, that's no good. Uh, can, we uh, about, can we talk about one dumb thing? <laughs> Sorry. Just no, on Beams. I just want to make a quick note of someone we did not mention in the Brisbane game. Someone who played the game of his life. Oh. The man who replaced Dane Beams. <laughs> Lockie Neal. 43 touches, 25 contested possessions, Jesus. 16 clearances, and a huge goal. He played so well that Robbo from the Herald Sun apologized for not having him in his top 50 and said, I should have. Credit to Robbo. He went, I was wrong. Something you'll never hear from another journalist. Respect. Uh, still had a crack at the Bulldogs, even though they won. But yeah, Collingwood. Speaking of- No, this isn't Collingwood. Respect. Yes. This is, are we on the same wavelength? 
You keep uh, going and I'll find out. Okay, so I've got a confession to make, boys. Oh, no, st- we're on the same wavelength. Oh, no. I may have stood. Oh, <laughs> that's all right. For Collingwood? No. Uh, so can, I, hope- can I guess when? Okay, so <laughs> I was barracking for West Coast. I did tip Collingwood, though. I don't know why. Tip Collingwood, barracking for West Coast, getting very into it, sitting level four, fucking nosebleed seats right behind the goals. Elliot, yo. <clears throat> Comes steaming in from like 55. Has a big kick. Gonna make the distance, but oh no, it's offline. Enter Liam Ryan. Feeling a bit cheeky. (laughs) He runs around, jumps up, punches the ball back into play, but not just straight back up so it stays in play. He punches it up, but somehow manages to also punch it down like a spike in volleyball. (laughs) Straight to Jack Darling, who is standing in the goal square. Who just boots a goal and everyone's just... They did a score review because none of the umpires knew what the fuck just happened. <laughs> well, I think the worry was that he was over the line. They were worried he it was over the line. They were worried it got touched off Jack Darling's boot. They also just needed time to be like, was that as fucking sick as we thought? <laughs> yeah. Call a goal review. I want to watch it again on the replay. <laughs> no one celebrated it that much because of the goal review, though. Like, it happened so fast that no one knew what had happened. <laughs> it was kind of like that. Because it happened like right in front of right in front of me, very far down. Yeah. And you stood. Up. I stood. So you... You I knew. knew I knew. <laughs> I would have had if that ended up being touched off the boot or something. I still would have been like, "No, nah, that was yeah. incredibly clever and yeah. very quick thinking." Yeah. The type of quick thinking that wins your grand finals against Collingwood at exactly this ground. In the similar, there were so many similar circumstances. That that goal of that yo kick was the same as the one that he kicked in the grand final from fifty five after an intercept. History repeating. Collingwood can't beat West Coast. They've now lost to them four times. Yeah, three times at the MCG. Uh, Dom Sheed kicked three goals this time. <laughs> 24 touches. Uh, Shannon Hearn had 28 touches. Oh, also Andrew Gaff's back. Okay, I want to talk about this. Um, there's something that's been doing in my head, right? Gaff punched a guy, got a big suspension, copped it, rightfully so. Now, I don't know what's happened. Him and Brayshaw have clearly spoken about it. Brayshaw says he's, he's ready to move on. He's accepted Gaff's apology. Can I just Let's quickly, all move on. Yes. Okay, cool. Perfect time for me to just quickly interject. Yes. I was watching this game with a West Coast supporter. Still adamant that Gaff did not mean that. And when the Collingwood fans booed free kicks for like like gut punches, like the whole like just like hitting players in the stomach to, like, to get them like off the ball kind of thing, like off play, he was like, no, don't fucking boo free kicks like that. He tried to claim that Andrew Gaff was trying to do that when he punched Brayshaw's face off. Yeah, that's the dumbest take I've ever heard, <laughs> and you need to have a stern word with your West Coast supporter friend. Gaff broke broke the jaw of an 18-year-old kid. Yep. That's the great way to put it, because that's what it is. Yeah. He's done his time. He's come back. The punishment he missed was he missed out on a grand final. Cool. Great. Move on. Big punishment. The AFL the media- punishment in the sport. Need to shut the fuck up and stop treating it like Gaff has come back from open heart fucking surgery. He's come back from suspension because he did a bad thing. Just move on. Don't talk to him like he's a hero. Let him come back and play footy because he's not a hero. He broke a guy's jaw. If I did that at my job and then I left for eight weeks and came back, I'd be a hero too because the guy probably asked for it. Um, yeah, don't. Don't don't treat him like a hero. Bad take, Tom. Yeah, it is a bad... <laughs> but that's he, bad person. You wouldn't you wouldn't like me if I did that? I don't like you as it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I just think, I just think the whole thing with Gaff is just... It's a weird it's one, weird. though, because how do you treat it? Because a superstar- You just move on. You just move on. Like, Same with Barry Hall. When he came back, no one was like, it's been really hard for Barry after destroying Brent Stoker's whole face. Gaff knows what he did. He copped the punishment. 
Brayshaw is playing really well. Gaff, you would hope, wouldn't do it again. Stop talking about it and don't talk about him like he's the Messiah. Oh, it's, oh, it's such a shame he couldn't win that. No, no, no. He didn't play in that grand final because he's a dickhead. I'm very passionate about this. Fair enough. He had a Next game. <laughs> would you say he had a bit of a on-field gaff? Oh, that's something I would fucking cock up. Cough up. It's been a long episode, a long day. It's hot in here. It's cooking. It's firing. You know what's cooking, boys? There's a roast in the oven. Oh, <laughs> shit. Also, first game of Sunday, also cooking because the fucking Suns turned up to play, turned the heat on the dogs who could not keep up. No, uh, Gold Coast Suns, they believe. Yeah. Footy's back and well in Queensland. <sighs> you know what I reckon? What? I reckon we should sack Bevo. <laughs> if I could roll my eyes any harder, they would end up in your head. Yeah, good. I'd like that to see the you world from your dumb point of view. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the perfect vision again. Fuck. Uh, no, no, no. You uh, want nah. You yeah. see everything through a blue and white haze. It's <laughs> yeah. The dogs—they look promising. And then, how can they go from nine goals in the fourth quarter last week against Hawthorne to just cooking it? Because the Suns. The Suns, fucking exciting. Well, let's think. The Suns came to play. I, look, if you had said that the Suns would be two games won after the year they had last year, the losses, the fact they lost, you know, really good players again, yeah. you would have been laughed at. Yeah. They're just finding heroes, mate. They've they've Sexton. money they've moneyballed it. Alex yeah. Sexton. Oh my fucking god. Two things. Great player. Second thing, great mustache. Yeah. Three. Great name. Great name. Alex Sexton. He sounds like a wrestler. So, did anyone anyone see his goal from this game? Yes. That run goal, he's in the back half of the center square. Yes. When that ball gets picked up. Yep. And he just takes off, burns two Bulldogs players just with just sheer will. He is maybe, and look, I don't have the stats to back this up, the fastest man on earth. (laughs) I, I mean, he might be. He might He's be the so fastest quick. mustache in the world, too. Oh, without a doubt. Tom Lynch? Tom who? They don't need him. No, they need don't him. miss him. They they're don't miss to, Stephen May, either. They've got Alex Sexton and Sam Collins. They're obviously going to go... Obviously, um, their coach is out of the Sydney Swans factory. They're going to be locking down teams this year. Which is what they've done. But they, this is kind of what... When Fagan came to Brisbane, it was like, right, we need to fix the defense. So Stuart is doing that. He's like, we're going to tighten that up. And then after that, they will end up... It's not this year, but they will end up exploding and being a very exciting team because they have a lot of good players on their list. It's the Paul Roos blueprint at Melbourne. Regardless of how they're doing this year, he taught them defense and then they became one of the most high-scoring teams in the comp yep. last year. But things are looking all right. Admittedly, uh, they haven't really played anyone yet. Who have they had? What, first game, St. St. Kilda... Kilda. Saints, Frio, with Frio doing the longest trip in Australia, really, over yep. to Metricon. Yep. And then they've had the Bulldogs. You wouldn't have expected them to beat the Bulldogs in Melbourne, though. <laughs> to be honest, I would have picked maybe they win one of those three. Well, I think a lot of people said they're not going to win a game this year. Yeah. I think, I think on this, I I think on this show we said, well, maybe you <laughs> said they wouldn't win a game. I thought they win a couple. And they've already done that. They've already so. done that. <laughs> so they've, they've peaked early, so it's all downhill from here. Well, they're going to tie. They, they believe, though. <laughs> Oh, it's great. Those young guys believe. It's good. Stuart Jew believes. They've bought into what Stuart Jew is doing, so it's good. It's exciting. It's good for Queensland footy. It actually could be a sign that like people like Tom Lynch and Stephen May were potentially bad for the club, not necessarily on the field, but off the field. I, I think 100%. I mean, you look at the last couple of captains they've had, they've all left. Well, they. I, I think they've never necessarily picked the best captain. They've just tended to go with the best player. Like a superstar. Because what's is- great now, though, is they've gone, 
David Swallow, who is brilliant and isn't yeah. going to go anywhere, but also Jared Witts, who's a great choice because he's a mature age player who's not about to leave the club and is kind of going to take people under his wing. What I love about Witts is that he knows how hard the system is, whereas Gold Coast traditionally would have had a lot of high draft picks yep. who have dominated at the lower levels and thought, footy's great, I'm going to be the best. Tell you and what, he's like, no, I washed up my chance and mm. now I've got another one. That, that, and let's fucking do this together. And all, I, I quite like it. In all seriousness, they're a Moneyball side. Uh, not in the same sense as Moneyball. They, they in, sorry, this year, they went for a Moneyball approach. Well, I think, yes, Stuart Jew has gone, right, what do I actually have and what can I do with that? Yep. We're not going to be kicking 100 points every game, but what we can do is we can all man up and just be manic pressure and just suffocate teams. And that's what they're going to do. You're going to find- And then with the run Bulldogs, the shit out of them. They're exciting and like to run. They locked them down. And the Bulldogs just lost patience and made fucked decisions. But Bulldogs and the came Suns at them, though. Just, they came Bulldogs at them and the Suns stood them. up. Look, this is also isn't like necessarily a bad sign for Bulldogs either because no. under pressure, they kicked... Like, they very much came back and all it would have needed is just like a free kick or goal cross. Like G- Gowers nails that goal, scores would have been level with about a minute to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there was less than that. About he, 30 he, seconds to he go. He took too long to take the kick, to be honest. Yeah. How, how huge was Aaron Norton's fucking mark? Massive. Though? He nearly killed himself. Yeah, Libba had another amazing game. Yeah, Libba's well and truly back. He is. He was interviewed about um, Dalhouse going to the Cats. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, no, look, look, he's, he's a great mate of mine. I'm just really happy that he's happy." And I was <laughs> like, "Fuck, that's beautiful." And then like he's talking, and then you just get distracted by the fact that he has a tattoo of squeaky voiced team from The Simpsons <laughs> on his arm. Can I tell you something about Libba? This is his contract year, out of contract at the end of the season. He's recently changed management. Do you know who he's got? Who? Paul Connors? Liam Pickering. What's the one thing you know about Liam Pickering, Tom? Gets deals done. Gets big fucking deals for his clients. He gets the best deal. It's going to be just interesting, I reckon, at the end of the year to see what happens. I'm assuming Liberal have a huge year and the dogs will pay him a fair bit to keep him. That's what I, I think. And maybe the, but maybe the, the fact off- that he's got Pick- Pickering will make sure that he gets every dollar. Yeah. And might be like, I mean, you know, you can take him, Bulldogs, but... uh. His best mate's playing just down the road. I'd take him. Do you know what uh, team, and if they pull together, what team he'd fit very, very nicely in culture-wise? Essendon Bombers. <laughs> I don't know that's a good thing, mate. <laughs> I don't think his mate's with Stringer. Oh, actually, that's a very good I point. don't think his mate's with Stringer Yeah, no, I think that's a bad... You know what? <sighs> Geelong will take him. Yeah, maybe that's for the best. <laughs> I just want to see. I mean, he Libba. might actually stay at Carlton. Like, at, sorry, at Carlton at the Bulldogs. Well, yeah. odds are that he would. He's a, his father is a legend there, but he's going to be like a premiership player there. Pickering will be like, oh yeah, I'll take that deal. Pickering's like, mate, I can get you another four hundred a year. Mm. Like, and he will if Maybe. he doesn't get injured this season. He's and keeps playing the way he is. Then he's all Australian squad sort of quality. Next game. So unfortunately, the weekend kind of takes a bit of a turn here, where. Hawthorne beat North and no one was particularly shocked, I don't think. I did back North only because I thought, uh, I, I think 0-3 is too much for them. Have you had See, a look at Mel- Melbourne are 0-3 and I still think Melbourne will play finals. But Have you seen North draw? Not looking good, is it? There are a real chance of being like 0-5. I'll they've tell you this. Adelaide next week and then they've got Essendon the week after. They could be 0-5 or maybe 1-4 and that's not... I, th- I think they overachieved last year massively. They did, And yeah. the issue is that any goodwill they would have had has evaporated because they overachieved and they got Pollock, Hall, Pittard, and um, 
Tyson, Dom Tyson. And they got a little bit arrogant. Yeah, they got a little bit, look at us. Hmm? You're all going to fear us, sort of. What was, their, what was that pre-season video or something? Didn't they have a slogan? I was trying to find it today. Maybe they Oh, the greatest, the, we're the best thing ever or something like that. Something like that was just like, you might regret that. Sounds like something Tom would have fucking made for Geelong. No, but you know what it is? It's, it's very much like the, um, the Carlton. Yeah, they know we're coming. They know we're coming. Yeah. Can you smell what we're cooking? Something like it was something like that, and that's not going to look good now. Brad Scott was very, very prickly in the uh, post match. Like, it's almost like Brad Scott's a dickhead, and when he loses, he gets gets Did really you cranky. The oh, it was dumb as shit. When they're like, "You're Did not you playing very well," well. Was like, "Well, Someone, yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're saying we're not playing very well." Yeah, you're not playing very well. But the guy, the journalist, asked a legitimate question, which is, "So that's three weeks where you've underperformed. Are there like certain players who uh, need to lift that maybe might get dropped?" And Brad Scott just cracked the shit. Mm. Like he just lost the. Plot. I'm not going to give you a hit on a plate. Yeah, I'm not asking for that. I'm saying are there any players that you know areas where you need to perform better? Yeah. You dead shit. And he's like, well, lots of things go into match selection, and um, we'll name our team uh, every week, and then you no, can no, read no. about it. Do you know what the best thing he said was? Mm. I mean, if the game had ended at halftime and we were in front, you'd be telling a different story. Yeah, Brad, but you didn't win. I think the See, news the news article then would read. AFL game ended at halftime. Everyone very fucking confused. <laughs> See, I love how he says that. And then last week he was like, oh, just, you know, the, the new 666 rule meant that we lost the game. Do you know, it's an excuse. You I, know what? Brad Scott lacks innovation, Tom. Do you know what I like? If you, if you look at it like that, right? So Brad Scott has those excuses. Mm. Just reminds me of, a, of another coach on Thursday night who after his team won, talked about how they could have used excuses to roll over and, and die and give up. And, and they didn't. Oh, and that's the better Scott. Yeah. <laughs> like in, in every way. Yes. In every way. Yeah. <laughs> and Hawthorne, look, you know, they managed to get Scully on the park and fit. Wingard. He's building, isn't he? Yeah, he's built. And it's very dangerous. Wingard is that magic that they have been missing since Rioli hasn't played. Yep. He's that X factor in the football. And he's different because Rioli could only, might have 10 touches and do something amazing. Yep. Wingard can have 30. He can. Uh, I feel like he's more of a 20 touches, two or three goals type player. Yeah. But, but he can play on the ball if you need him to. Yeah, he'll need to. Yeah. This is a scary prospect, though, just about um, Hawthorne for a second. Mm. So with Isaac Smith, Shieldback fit, Burgoyne fit, Scully, and potentially James Sicily, they have five players who could play on the wing. Yeah. And in 6-6-6, the wings are crucial. Mm. They Clarko's, Henderson as well? Oh, fuck it. Ricky Henderson. Yeah. He's playing really well. They and got for nothing. Got delisted by the Crows and Hawks went, yeah, okay. Yeah. Clarko. Oh, you've done it again, buddy. <laughs> oh, and uh, look, probably run out of time to talk about Frio. Yeah. <laughs> what a real shame. Maybe Let's next talk week. about it. Do you know what? Like, this game's fine. The Saints, though, they're having a crack. They're having a crack. This game's a little bit of an irrelevant cup, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Frio, third on the ladder. Yeah, but like a relevant third. Frio have had a very soft. Opening uh, three weeks, yeah, like they finished in the bottom I bottom half. Did not realize there's only two teams that are undefeated. Yeah, mate, these two boys over here, mate. Yeah, yeah fucking hell. Yeah, and uh, you've had a harder draw than Frio and St Kilda and Gold Coast, who you all finished near. Well, you've had a harder draw than anyone. We've, we Geelong uh, yes, on no, paper had the point. hardest five weeks. Of that any, is a good point. Time. Brisbane, I mean, in theory, should have a similar easy draw that Gold Coast has had. Who'd you have first Frio. up though? We had the uh, the premiers. Ah. Yeah, Travelled to Marvel to play a team, many tipped to push into the eight, and okay. a team that averages a 50-point win against us. And then you would have played like a team close to you on the ladder after that? Uh, Port Adelaide at home. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't, did you? Well, hey. no, technically they were close to us because they were shit-ass last year as well. 
But yes. But you didn't play like Gold Coast or Freo or something. No, I haven't had a Gold Coast, haven't had a St Kilda, haven't had a Carlton, <laughs> haven't had a Freo. And yet, 3 0. Yeah. Um, so this game, yeah, look, it was close. Uh, five got knocked out. I think it's really. I haven't seen the vision of it, but apparently it is uh, quite horrendous to look at. The problem is, and this is the TV's fault, they do a close up on him and his eyes are rolled back in his head. Okay. And, I, he's, I, and he's like I, shaking on the ground. I Don't know that, they, do that they do it all the time, but I'm actually sick of them replaying. And I mostly see it when someone does a knee or something. Don't have to keep replaying it. Yep. Show it once. Give us a replay of it. Because they, they, often, be done with they it. often want to try to see where the incident happens. Yeah, I know, but they show it once and all the commentators go, they watch it and then you hear, oh. Yeah, yeah, no, it's right there. Then never show it again. Yeah. Especially concussions. Concussions are bad. It's all Because his arms are frozen. It's you, all, hope, you hope he's okay. You just don't want to see these things in slow motion. So that game happens. Saints are pretty good. I just watch a quick highlights reel. It's fucking in there as well. It's not a highlight, you idiots. That's it's bad. It's a, a low light. light. Oh, so Freo, yeah, good on him. Do you want to talk next week? Actually, before we go into next week, can I talk about something that happened in the footy that happened in the women's comp? Yeah, absolutely. Something that I learned this week. Yeah, of course. I think it's going to blow your mind. So a lot of the, the women's teams had their best and fairest just gone. Yeah. Um, oh, who, actually, won, who won Brisbane's? I didn't even realize it had been. Or maybe, maybe yours hasn't been yet. I, don't think I haven't seen anything. So, Although it's, it should be, if it hasn't, it should be very soon. Oh, Erin Phillips won her. her be- that happened this week, didn't it? Yeah, that happened this weekend. I oh, know, sorry. Happened, on, two, happened Tuesday. on Tuesday, so after we recorded last week. Yep, yep. Out of a possible 21 votes, she Pop- got 19. She would have been leading any men's brown low, I think, from the last three years because yeah. she polled 19 votes in seven games. Yeah. Fucking insane. That's literally unheard of. Yeah. That's only like 10 points away, you'd think. Actually, from an outright win. Yeah, from an out, like, probably less. There are players who've won with 20, 21 votes. Oh, yeah, that'd be the very low end of it, wouldn't it? But so, still, even like 24. There's been years of a 24, yeah. So on that as well. So that's huge. But they also did uh, the best and fairest for a lot of other clubs. Yep. Yeah. So Geelong had their best and fairest. And of course, we all know who was going to win that. Yep. Meg McDonald. Yep. yep. Lock her in. One of the best and fairest. Livia Purcell came second, which is really exciting for a first-year player. A story came out after the BNF yeah. that Meg McDonald played most of the second half of the season, right? So one of the best and fairest and made All-Australian and will be on the back of my jumper. Ooh. With a stress fracture in her foot. Jesus. Shit. How insane. I thought I heard this recently. I was like, I have to tell the boys. Fucking hell. That's it's fucked. It's cooked. Well done. Yeah, massive. Uh, Brisbane's is this Friday night. Oh, cool. I would expect probably Ali Anderson. Wooshner? Uh, no. Nah, be an- top five, I think. Anderson or maybe Exxon, possibly. Yep. Yeah. Wooshner deserves it just for loving Brisbane. He fired out a tweet uh, this week, which was just like, Chris Fagan is probably my favorite person ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's good. She's then great. someone said, um, Craig Starsevich is the her coach. Yeah. And she went, oh, no, he's second. <laughs> 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 She's great. She's really great. Make her the captain. The other big news to come out of the women's comp is yep. that it's now their off season. So trades have started. And there's been a few, but there's been one huge one. There was a boys. big one, Tom. A bit, sure. Well, it hasn't gone through yet, but the rumor mill is swirling uh, at the Bulldogs that Katie Brennan. Jesus. Oh, boy. Is leaving the dogs. The captain. Captain. Leaving the dogs. And uh, she's not. Doing what, say, Ashmore did and go from Brisbane to North Melbourne to go home. Now nah, she's uh, she's going down the road a bit oh. to Punt Road, Oval. Marquee signing for the new club. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell. That's pretty big. You know, you could, you could say, oh, well, no, she did enough for the club. She won him a, prem- 
Oh, oh no, wait, she she didn't play in that premiership. No, but then the following year she played really well and got them into the final. Oh, oh no, no, she didn't, didn't make the finals. I just it's weird. Like I get that players can move around in this, but it just seems weird that they're like big the focal point of their club being She's the face Katie. of that club. She's the face of that club. The captain of that club. Because like Mo Hope wasn't necessarily the face of Collingwood. She was a she was a high profile player, but the face of like the, the heart and soul of Collingwood is someone like Kyochi yeah, no, or McIntosh. Mo Hope is like the face of AFLW yes. when it launched. Yes. But Katie but, Brennan, she's Bulldogs. She's kind of the heart of the club. Not well, anymore. Is she though? Well, not anymore. Well, no, I don't think she is. And I mean, okay, at the end of the day, if Richmond were like, hey, we're going to pay you three times as much what the Bulldogs are going to pay you, do you want to come play? And you're like, I just get to do what I love doing in a different place. Mm. Sure. You know who um, Katie Brennan might be sharing the forward line with? Who? In the Richmond who, mate? Uh, footy club. Who, mate? Well, there's someone in the uh, VFL team. Yeah. Richmond. My cousin. Whoa. Whoa. Last name Carney? Isn't, No. No. Uh, so oh, yeah, cool. Uh, cool. That's, yeah, sounds likely. No. <laughs> uh, she's my cousin. Uh, <laughs> we can we can verify that. On your mum's side, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, no, actually, you are correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. know how surnames work. Yep. Uh, on the on the Damon side of the family, um, where mum always claims that we are related to Matt Damon. <laughs> we are not. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's very exciting. She might um, she might line up for Richmond next year. That's huge. Nice. That will test my allegiances. Oof. And they will be uh, they will hold strong. I will be Brisbane forever. Good boy. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, so move on to tips for next week. First game, Friday first night. First game, Friday night. No, first game, Thursday I night. Love Thursday. You know what I was thinking today, boys? I was driving to, driving to here going, oh, it's another... Five days until footy. No, I love time. I love Thursday games. It's good because when this episode gets released, everyone can listen to the episode as it drops. Then it's about six PM by the time it's finished. Footy starts in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> love that footy. <laughs> All right, the SCG. Sydney take on Melbourne. This game is enormous, and you know what. Sydney going to win? Oh, it's a big one. Um, friend of the show, Gemma. Yep. 
It's a huge game for her because yeah, it's her, a, her team, or her team's going up to play Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> She'll come and find you and beat you up for that, Sean. Yeah, I've deserved that. Um, I he, look. Head says Sydney. Heart Half says or- Melbourne have to get off the canvas and win this game. I think they know how to. Their record Sydney- at SCG is very bad, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Although, to be fair, so Sydney's. So Sydney's. <laughs> also, that ground is apparently dog shit. <laughs> oh. Makes Marvel Stadium Hell look like... Three. <laughs> look out. Oh, boy. I think I'm going to tip Sydney. Yeah. For, like I said, Franklin to do an extra 15 minutes of training and kick 10. <laughs> so I'm... he'll do 15 minutes of training? <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, so Friday night, Collingwood take on Western Bulldogs. Not sure why this is a Friday night game. I do. Collingwood. Mm. Doesn't well, that doesn't that this is not a Friday night clash last year or the year before? No, no. Well, Collingwood actually, you know, no, nah, guys. Woof, woof, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm going to go for an ambush. Yeah, it's going to be an ambush. Yep. I'm going to tip Collingwood again for some fucked reason, but I will be cheering so much for Western Bulldogs. Liberty fucking have 35 touches. Liber, 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 liber. I believe. Whoa. It's going to be huge. I'm going to sip Collingwood, but... Wow. You're a piece of shit. That's fine. I'm sorry. Boy wants to win. Now, next game. Saturday, the 13th of April. Oh, uh, yep. Yep. A special day. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. I'll be turning 28. And okay. for your birthday, what are we going to do, guys? Uh, we're going to go to the footy. The first game of the day is Essendon take on Brit. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's Geelong take on GWS at GMHBA Stadium. So I'm sorry, Dusha. I can't come to your birthday. My boys need me. I love this. We planned this months ago. Months ago. Months. No, we, like, we did. And I nearly like organized tickets for us. We were going to do our own thing. It was going to be great. And then at the weekend, Dusha and I were talking about how we weren't going to be able to do stuff for Big Deal the following Saturday because mm-hmm. I'm going to the footy. Because I thought for some reason the Brisbane Essendon game was on Sunday. Yeah. And Dusha says, yeah, you'll be going to the footy with us. And I looked at him, and I don't know if you know what that look was, but that look was like, why the what? fuck are you going to be sitting with me and my mum? Yeah. No, I didn't understand that look, but it was definitely a look of confusion. I care about this show, but if I bailed on this show, if I bailed on my boys to, to come and watch Not My Boys... That would be bailing on the show as well. I just... I, I have to I have to do what's right. Your mum needs you. My mum needs me. My team needs me. And Mitch Duncan might need some words of encouragement because he'll be facing the mummy again. Oh, no. Flashbacks. <laughs> oh, I might just be getting his in be like, it's all right, Mitchie, just just play on the wing. You're too quick for him. Mitch meets Mountain. <laughs> Cats to win, obviously, because it's Cats. home. Yeah, Geelong. 4 and 0, baby. Now, the big one. Yep. Huge. 2 10 p.m. at the MCG. First, first round of the How Goods Footy Cup. Essendon Bombers take on Brisbane Lions. This year, we should work out a How Goods Footy Cup ladder. Yeah, we should. Because I can we actually get a trophy made? Yep. Yep. Because I've got space on my mantle for it. So, this is big. Yeah. Essendon seemed to have found form. Maybe. They played one good game. Brisbane, a 3 and 0. It is at they the look MCG. Dangerous. I'm tipping Essendon. Sean, you're tipping Brisbane. Tom, who are you tipping? Now, boys. Boys. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> it's eaten away at me because I don't know, I don't know what to do. So I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to make my tip, but I'm not going to tell you who I've tipped until you find out the results. But whoever I'm tipping, they're going to win 
by a comfortable three goals, but the game will be close and high scoring all day. Yep. And then the team will explode away in the last five minutes. That's not what I said. (sighs) Although, to be fair, that could be either of you. Mm, Jesus. Mm. Fucking hell. It's all on the line. Fuck. Um, All right. Yeah. Next game. Port take on Richmond at Adelaide Oval. Port. Power's out for Richmond. Tell you what. (laughs) Yeah. Port. Port. By seven. It's going to be a repeat of that elimination final. Dusha does Tom jokes better than Tom. It's true. (laughs) Anyone does Tom jokes better than me. Shut up, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Marvel Stadium. All right. Next game. (laughs) North Melbourne take on Adelaide. Marvel Stadium. Uh, This is a game of two teams that need to win, and I think Adelaide are going to win. Adelaide, Adelaide they've been playing on a fucked surface all year. They'll North. be used to it. Whoa. And then uh, 8-10 that night, West Coast take on Frio. West Coast. The Derby. Gaff. Yeah, West Coast by... Gaff v Brayshaw. <laughs> Round two. Fight. <laughs> um, I'm going to go West Coast, but I wouldn't be surprised if Frio... Like, it was a really close one for the first time in a long time. I wouldn't be surprised if Gaff has a shit game. Yeah. Just because he's... Just... L- Lays out the back a little bit, yeah. And I mean that you know you'd you'd be you'd be nervous going to this game if you're him, yeah. Because uh, could get fiery, you know. Jesse Hogan's now playing there, and he's a big boy. <laughs> he's got fined for knocking someone the other week. He could punch you through the floor. It's true. And hellhole's hard. Oh, Jesus. Next game. All right, Sunday. Gold Coast take on Carlton. Fuck, this is a hard game to tip. It's up there. Gold Guys, Coast. Is, is this game of the round? No. Uh, Essendon Brisbane's game of the round, mate. This is game of the round if you want two teams who won't top 75 points. <laughs> I'm going to go the Suns up there. A low-scoring, frantic game. Ours, I think, will be a shootout. Yeah. And this will be a burst of speed resulting in an out-on-the-full out on kick. Yeah. This will be Suns. A, this will be a repeat of the um, the North Melbourne Suns game from early last year. Uh, no, Suns. No, this will be Suns-St. Kilda first round again. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Carlton. Oof. All right, Demetrio. <laughs> All right, and last game of the round, St. Kilda take on Hawthorne, where Hawthorne will win. Where's it at? Marvel. <sighs> now nah, Hawks, St. Kilda. Jesus. This, I'm all, this, is, <laughs> this is the round there where I hit the top or I cook my season. Yeah, which you've said every week. And I'm still in there. I'm still, I'm still beating you two. Are you beating Colin? Presumably, I do. Should we go on emails? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Tom. Yes, we do. <laughs> but with our emails, it's pretty much everyone. We got like six emails that are just like, "How good's a roast Trinity?" <laughs> Answer: Very good. Thanks for getting around us. Yes. Uh, so, Ollie, Special K, Tyler, Aaron. Thank you for your emails. Legends. Aaron just also has a follow-up question. About TCs, the, in quotation marks, fans that leave the game before the final siren. <laughs> when you leave early when your team is struggling, how can you find it in yourself to cheer for the victories when you can't stand by your boys? I've been at games when Essendon have been getting smashed and seen fans leave at three-quarter time. Whoa. That's harsh because I went after Collingwood for this and it turns out my supporters are doing the same. Is there, ever, is there ever an excuse for turning your back and abandoning your team when they're struggling in a game? Cheers, Aaron. Have I talked about this before? Where I was at a game, it was Menzel's first game back for Geelong, and we played Collingwood. He kicked six goals, and he was about the only person, and they smashed us by like 60 points. Sure. And they were in front at half time, and I had to leave during the third quarter to get to John Oliver, 
like the comedian. Yep. And I'd, I'd always planned to. So even if John had been in front, I also would have been leaving at three-quarter time, uh, halfway through the third quarter. But I'm sitting there as Collingwood getting further and further in front, and I'm like, I'm going to look like a deserter. Mm. So I nearly missed the comedy show because I waited to I waited to leave after Geelong got a run of like three goals in a row, and then I left after that. So it looked like I, I was always planning to leave, guys. You know, we've just we're still in this game. Yes. And then I went to the to went to the. Gig. Did you cop any uh, abuse on the way out? I got some looks, and I felt weird because I was like, I, I couldn't stop and explain to like the thirty people who were giving me looks. No, look, I'd, I'd always plan to leave. Yeah. Um, it just looks really bad. Yeah. So that's that. That's that's still that's a circumstance because you don't know the circumstance. Some people have to leave early for this you is know true, kids. I, I frown upon it. I can tell I you what like though, the thirty thousand pieces of shit that left the MCG early, they weren't going to a comedy show. Tom, that cracked the shits. Oh, you don't know. Will they Anderson was probably playing that night, and he's mm-hmm. get to be crowding. <laughs> Not that big. <laughs> I mean, how big is the comedy theatre? Can it fit thirty three? No. Okay, so Good. some of them will go on to some other show. <laughs> I frown upon it. I don't like it. I've, I don't like I've it been either. to the footy with people before who've suggested it for like, oh, let's go and beat the traffic so we can get on the train or whatever. I'm like, no, no, you have to sit it down. I have left the footy early once and it was like just a situation where I needed to leave at three-quarter time to make it to work on time or something like that. Is it okay if you leave if they're in front though? Because if you're like, oh, we're six, we're six, we're, we're six goals up, there's five minutes to go. Let's leave early, beat the traffic. That's weird. I've never done it, never thought about it. So I, That know. seems really fucking There's cool. people who sit in front of us at Geelong. Are they like 85? No, 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 no. They'd, they'd be in their 60s. There you go. 85. No, no, 50s or 60s. 85. Dush, you're going to love this. He's a Geelong supporter. She's a bomber. Yep. She's always in her bomber's gear. Yep. <laughs> every week. And she sits in the cheer squad. She sits, sits in the Geelong area with all the Geelong people in Geelong. Respect they always leave. Geelong are up by five, five, six, five or six goals going into the th- last quarter. They often leave at three-quarter time. Yeah. I respect her wearing the kit. Yeah, that's sick. Like, when Do we, not respect the leave, though. When we go to the grand final this year, I think I'll wear my Brisbane jumper. <laughs> oh, but they'll be in there. <laughs> they will be. <laughs> that seems weird because like, you don't get the like celebration. What are you doing? Stay. He just shakes hands with people. It's like, oh, we had a good win. It's like, mate, no, you didn't do any. You would fuck off. Yeah. So, Tom, if people want to find us to send us more emails to congratulate us on victories or if they want to wish me happy birthday, where can they find us? So, you can send your congratulations emails to whoever wins next week to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can check us out on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Psychic of Dowie. And I'm at Douche13. It is fucking on and we're all in fucking space, but unfortunately next week at least one of us has to return to Earth. Jesus. Do it for my birthday, boys. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.